Ladies and gentlemen, this is Russell Wortham coming to you live from beautiful Tucson, Arizona, a stone's throw away from the University of Arizona and in the shadow of the Grand Canyon folks. This is the Russell Wortham Show and we are back and back in the middle of greatness. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you survived Black Friday. Thank goodness I was not a part of Black Friday. This was only the second year in almost 15 years that I was not a part of Black Friday. Ugh, yeah. So if you survived Black Friday, congratulations. Uh, Cyber Monday is today. There's deals to be had. So just kick up your feet, relax, and uh, we're going to get through another week. Of the Russell Wortham show. So, all of that uh, said, let me lay out the show for y'all today. So, it's going to be the same four segments. It's going to be the week in the NFL. It's going to be your NHL, NBA, and college football playoff picture, if you will. It's going to be the long snap where I delve into a story in long form. And this week, it's kind of an ugly story, but we'll get to that in our third segment. And finally, WWE with Survivor Series weekend. Last weekend, last night was technically Starcade. <laughs> technically Starcade. Uh, yeah, the first rule of Starcade is you don't speak about Starcade. It was not good. It was not good, like, at all. Um, so we'll, we'll get to all that. So, we're going to take first uh, break, and then we will come back, and we'll get going with the NFL. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Russell Wortham Show. And, of course, yesterday was the NFL. In fact, you had games on Thanksgiving. If you wanted to watch along with family, friends, tall strangers, <laughs> didn't matter. You had football on Thursday. You had three big games on Thursday, the rest happening Yesterday, so we're gonna go through all of them. All right, so first game that I watched was New England versus Houston. Look, if you're a fan of Tom Brady, if you're a fan of New England, you gotta be thinking to yourself, gosh, uh, what's happening with Tom Brady? And you know, to me. I, I just think that Tom Brady is done. I mean, he is done with um with football. And I and I say that because he just seems 
that, um, I don't know. He, he's just, he's throwing away balls. He's being intercepted when he really shouldn't be intercepted. He's throwing balls well past his receivers. He's sometimes, you know, short-arming passes. And then Tom Brady can't get out of the pocket. And so he's just standing there and he's hoping to make a play. Now, their defense has bailed them out of so many games this year. And yes, they're still 10 and 2. But that's not, I mean, people are not talking about the Patriots being 10 and 2. They're like, oh my gosh, what's going on with Tom Brady? Uh, you know, I opposed this not last week, but the week before. I said, okay, this is a bit of a trivia question for you. Because I didn't even know until just now. Who is the backup quarterback, at least for right now, because as we know, he, uh, meaning Tom Brady, has jettisoned off so many backup quarterbacks. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Hoyer. Um, I mean, he, it's just like... You have somebody that's capable of coming in for Tom Brady and who who has won games. I mean, just, oh my gosh. And then after the season, Tom Brady's like, nah, send them away. I don't need them. He says he wants to play until 45, but Tom Brady at 42 looks not terrible, but he... He's not what he was even five years ago. So, who is, you know, this is this is your trivia question slash Jeopardy question slash whatever question you want. Who is the New England backup, at least for this year? According to Google and USA Today, The New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady is to be backed up by rookie um, Jarrett Stidham after Brian Hoyer's release. Uh, I mean, my gosh. They have a a fresh out of the box rookie that's just coming into the league and the Poor kid's probably going to get thrown out at the end of the year. I I don't understand. Look, I'm going to say this. Again, if you are a fan of Tom Brady, you have to look at this objectively and say, okay, well, you have won six championships. You should have won nine. But six and three in the Super Bowl is pretty good. But... He's 42. He can't get out of the pocket. He's never really been a great scrambler. He's never been a great, you know, runner in his in his career. But he can't even get out of the pocket now. He's throwing balls long. He's throwing balls short. He's throwing interceptions. At, he's throwing balls away. At what point 
do you look at Tom Brady and say, sorry, you just can't go anymore. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, and I'm not, look, I'm not Tom Brady. I can't get in Tom Brady's ear or, or any of that. But if I'm uh, Giselle Bunchen, <laughs> I'd say, Tom, you've won seven championships. You're going to go into the Hall of Fame. You're 42. You're not getting any younger. We we need you here as, you know, a, a, a dad on a weekly basis. And what would it hurt to make this maybe your final year coming up? You could have had this big send-off for Tom Brady. You know, uh, when Mariano Rivera, greatest relief pitcher uh, in in Major League uh, Baseball history, retired, he got (sighs) baseball bats and rocking chairs and all these other things. And to top it off, Mariano Rivera became the only unanimously voted in player into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. The only person in the entire history of baseball that was put in unanimously. That's pretty insane. And so, if Tom Brady were to win the championship this year, and I'm not saying he will, but if he is, if he does, you have to look at it and say to yourself, okay, one more year, one more ride, and he goes into the Hall of Fame. May or may not be unanimous, but I would dare say he he would have probably the best case of all to go in unanimously. And then it's just like, okay, what do we do? Do we give the Stidham fella a look after next year? Which would be technically his third year in the league. Yes, no, maybe. But again, that's assuming this poor guy, this poor kid's going to still even be in with New England after this year because Tom Brady's probably just going to wave him off and say, nope, 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 I don't need him. You know, so I think that's quite insane. Uh, Deshaun Watson is just a magician. I mean, he looked like he was going to get sacked. It was an an incomplete pass, but Deshaun Watson just... I mean, he gets out of so many sack attempts. It's just, it's just disgusting. I mean, my gosh. Uh, the penalties throughout the year, but especially during this game with Houston, bailed out Tom Brady. Game was not as close as the, as the score indicated. Tom Brady, again, I'm not saying he's done, but he's just, it's, it's, again, 
I've watched Tom Brady for 20 years. I've seen the greatness of Tom Brady. I know that Tom Brady is, for the lack of a better word, I know he's a warrior, but at some point you got to look at it and say to yourself, nope, he's, he's starting to really slow down. Uh, anyway, next game I watched was Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Now, we all remember, what, two weeks ago with the whole thing with Rudolph and Cleveland, and it's it turned ugly. I was just about ready to say there wasn't anything violent that happened, but there was a uh, play where... One of the Steelers uh, ran from behind and basically bulldogged uh, Baker Mayfield from behind, just, you know, clotheslined him from behind. And that did draw a penalty. But uh, it was it was just a really good game up in Pittsburgh. That was it was it was it was really good. <laughs> the unholy trinity continues. What is the unholy trinity? It's fumbles, it's interceptions, and it's missed kicks. Um, they, you know, they they had them all again for like the umpteenth week in a row, and it just it's like, okay, this has been a really sloppy football season and again Baker Mayfield look he lost he lost but he's really good I I mean he, he, is, he is a good quarterback coming into his second season I think next year he's going to have a little bit more seasoning on him and I think that Baker Mayfield could could, not saying he will, but could get the uh, Browns <clears throat> into the playoffs. Uh, next up is Washington, Carolina. Look, I didn't agree with Washington's two-point conversion call. Uh, it's it just, yeah, that was not, yeah. Um, it was a sloppy game. Adrian Peterson was all day. Uh, if you give me just a moment, I'm going to look up the stats. Of the game, but, you know, he absolutely was amazing. You had uh, so uh, I'm looking it up right now. So Adrian Peterson. Yeah, um, 
So Pearson um, started his 150th career game and rushed for 99 yards. Uh, he averaged 7.6 yards uh, on average on 13 carries. Uh, it's his fifth game of over 75 yards rushing this season. Uh, Peterson, uh, according to Redskins uh, website, is now the 15th, uh, 15th on um, the NFL's all-time touchdown list, uh, passing Lenny Moore. Peterson, uh, with 16,281 um, yards, um, passed uh, Tower Owens for 13th on the all-time list. And Pearson um, recorded four, ten yards or more runs and now has 377 in his career. That is incredible. I mean, a lot of people, you know, forgot about Adrian Peterson because of what happened in Minnesota with the child abuse scandal and, uh, you know, and the like. But... Uh, I mean, Adrian Peterson is good. He is good. Now, can he crack into the top 10 rushing-wise? I, I mean, maybe. I, I, I don't know. But he, I think Adrian Peterson is going to go into the Hall of Fame. No, no two uh, ways about that. Um, and Kyle Allen... He's been he's been good. He's been keeping Carolina in these games, but he absolutely had a receiver at the end. I mean, he was wide open in the back of the end zone. I mean, if you look at the final play, I, you know Kyle Allen. I mean, all he had to do was just throw it over to the right hand side. It would have been a touchdown, and you know who who knows what would have happened after that. But he didn't get that. He got swung down for a sack. Ball game over. Right, next up is Oakland, Kansas City. Uh, Evan Zeri is off the hook for the worst miss of the year. Uh, Oakland's kick was tipped, but man sakes, did you did you see the kick? I mean, it it was tipped. But I mean, it's it wasn't just a little off to the left. I mean, it was way left and it went right into the stands. I mean, my gosh, it was it was it was bad. Oh my goodness, that was just bad. Oakland and and look, Patrick Mahomes can do that, or he can do this to any team. But Oakland looked defeated. Absolutely looked defeated. Derek Carr looked good. He, uh, you know, and again, I mean, Derek Carr, wow. But yeah, so, but they they looked defeated. Patrick Mahomes may not be the MVP this year, but dang, he's good. I mean, when he went down with his knee injury earlier in the season, I was thinking, is he going to, you know, is he going to, you know, win? Um, How is he going to come back? What's what's going to happen? 
oh, Patrick Mahomes is is back. <laughs> and I think, yeah. So, there's that. Uh, Denver and the Los Angeles Chargers. Denver fell asleep, and they almost lost. Uh, I mean, they were, they were, they were just, I, I believe it was, what, 25 nothing at half, and they just fell asleep in the second half. And not to say that Philip Rivers was good, he wasn't. I mean, he keeps intercepting, or getting balls intercepted, keeps missing targets, all that, but... Philip Rivers got it together enough to almost win in Denver. But it's like they say, it's only close in hand grenades and horseshoes. And so Philip Rivers lost another big time game. We'll see what happens with him going down the stretch. Uh, San Francisco and Baltimore, folks. <laughs> this is this is the NFL channeling their inner Justin Timberlake and bringing sexy back. This was not just the game of the day. I think this was the game of the year. It was back and forth. It was it was the game that I thought it could be because. I mean, you have Jimmy Garoppolo versus just insane Lamar Jackson. I mean, this guy is your MVP. Lamar Jackson, give him the MVP right now. I know there's still months to go in the season, but give him the MVP right now. (laughs) This guy is amazing. And like I said a couple weeks ago, Lamar Jackson is a quarterback that can run as opposed to a running quarterback. And if you didn't hear what I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm going to reiterate. The difference, in my opinion, between the two is this. If you're a running quarterback, your first inclination, your only inclination is to just pull the ball down every single play and just run, 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 run. I mean, you had people like Michael Vick, like Robert Griffin III, quarterbacks like that, that that was their thing, was just run, 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 run. And sure, they threw some, but I mean, their first and only inclination was to run. Whereas Lamar Jackson is smart. I'm not saying... I'm not saying that the other two are smart. I'm just saying that Lamar Jackson, in terms of his football acumen, his football IQ, is just off the charts. I mean, he can look at a play. And if he sees that there aren't any receivers out there, I mean, he will tuck it and he will just go. And the sick part is, is that nobody can stop the guy. I mean, you know that Lamar Jackson is coming, but nobody can stop him. And I I think that's 
this special nature of Lamar Jackson. Uh, just absolutely just amazing what Lamar Jackson can do. Now, with as great as Lamar Jackson has been, he is going to be your MVP. He did suffer his first fumble of the year. But even with that, Baltimore still won. And again, it was the game of the day, the game of the year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I heard people on ESPN say, could that be your Super Bowl? Could this be your your Super Bowl game of uh Baltimore and San and San Francisco? And I'm like, Yep, yes please. I will watch that game. <laughs> that 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 game will not suck. As a football fan, I will watch that game all day, twice on Sundays, as they say in wrestling. I mean, this is that good. Now, I understand TV contracts. I understand... Um, Slots, you know, as far as programming, I understand time zones, I understand all that. But which would I have rather have have had? San Francisco and Baltimore at eleven, or the Rams and the Cardinals at basically eleven thirty. And, uh, no, it would have been San Francisco and Baltimore live. If they would have had that thing live, I would have watched that sucker live yesterday. But they didn't have it live. So, now you have to start thinking, well, shouldn't you have moved this over to, like, the primetime game and moved... But... Then, you know, you you say, well, okay, you have Houston versus New England, which that's a money matchup, but you're replacing that with Baltimore and San Francisco. I think they should have done that, but we're not to the flex part of the schedule yet, okay, where you can swap out games and, and whatever, but... This was the game of the day, the match, or uh, the the game of the day, the game of the year. Just, yeah, can't <laughs> can't say enough good about it. All right, all right, moving on, moving on. So you've got uh, Green Bay and the New York Football Giants. Um, hey, look. Aaron Rodgers was great. He he seriously, you know, can still still can go. You know, he won that game, obviously. But uh yeah. I was I was seeing the snow and I'm like, go home Elsa, okay? It's it's yeah, just go home Elsa. If you've watched Frozen you, you you get the reference, 
so yeah, just go home, Elsa. It it was, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Miami and Philadelphia. Um, first, the very first play of the game was a pick. I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, how does that even happen? I mean, the very first play of the game, and you get picked off? Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, Carson's, Carson Wentz looked okay uh, in in this game. Uh, there was a crazy punter to kicker shovel pass for a Miami touchdown. It's just absolutely incredible. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best journeyman quarterback, I believe, in league history. Look, you have people like Jeff Garcia, people uh, like Kerry Collins, people like uh, Steve uh, Steve DeBerg. Um, let's see. Look this up earlier. So, uh, Steve Bernaline, uh, Jeff Blake, um, and Kerry Collins, like like his head, uh, Steve DeBerg, Ted Detmer, Trent Dofer, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Jeff Garcia, um, Jeff George, probably the most famous journeyman quarterback, um, in in league history, Brian Hoyer. Um Josh McCown, Jim McMahon, Kyle Wharton. So, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh Vinny Testaverde. I mean, you have some Great dream and quarterbacks that they they just keep going from team to team to team to team, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I mean he brings an uh, he brings an excitement into the game, and I think that I I don't know maybe maybe the Dolphins should invest in Ryan Fitzpatrick because. He's really kept them in a lot of these games. He really has. Uh, next up is uh, the New York Jets versus Cincinnati. This was Cincinnati's first win, so congratulations. Everybody is in the swimming pool. Everybody gets a win this year. It's going to be, you know, incredible. The Jets did zip down the field again. And that's the thing that's the thing that really bothers me about the Jets is they they can go up and down the field at will, but they just they just can't seem to win for some odd reason. Uh Cincinnati uh coming into the game, uh being in the red zone, they were thirtieth in touchdown percentage. Scoring percentage was dead last in the league. Points per trip was 31st. And they had five turnovers. Coming into the game, in the, inside, 
the uh, red zone. Now, I'll change, obviously, this past uh, game yesterday. But Andy Dalton, I mean, Andy Dalton, good Lord, this guy just, I mean, he he looked like Andy Dalton. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, whoa. <laughs> so congratulations to Cincinnati for finally getting on the board. Now, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, uh, it's not a matter if Nick Foles is done. He is done. He just, he can't play. I mean, he's getting intercepted. He's being sacked. He's fumbling balls. I mean, they, they, look, nobody can take away Nick Foles' Super Bowl. He absolutely outdueled Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Okay, nobody can take away that. But in terms of the right here and the right now, yeah, Nick Foles, I believe, is done. And I know that's not popular because he played, like they said in the opening, just right down the road. Someone's a throw away from me over to the University of Arizona. But he can't play. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. And again, I know that's going to draw some ire from some people. But... I got to call him how I see him. The the guy just, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. And so, yeah. Uh, Buffalo and Dallas. We have a Jason Witten sighting in 2019, folks. <laughs> that, that is incredible. It seems like he's played like 9 billion league, uh, years in the league. <laughs> Um, whose fault is it for Dallas's offense? I mean, for the first, what was it, five games when uh, Dallas was just humming on, on offense and people were like, oh my gosh, Jason Garrett and Kel Moore, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And Dak Prescott, oh my gosh, this is, they're, they're, they're world beaters, oh my gosh. Then New Orleans figured out the offense because they actually bothered to watch tape of Kellen Moore at Boise State. And saw it was the same signals, same situation. And so they, they figured out what they were running. And now Dallas is six and six. People are asking, openly asking, if Jason Garrett's job is in jeopardy. Look, Jerry Jones hasn't said anything, but I wouldn't be too shocked if Jason Garrett were shipped off by the end of the year or at the end of the year. Uh, Maybe Jerry Jones will give him a few more games, you know, to to wrap up the season. Maybe go ten and six. I don't 
right off the top of my head, I, I don't know if that would sneak them into the playoffs, but if that barely sneaks them in, or even if it doesn't, I'm thinking Jason Garrett could be let go at the end of the year. But anyway, um, Antonio Romo, he's just the best color analyst on television right now. He just, he just says. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on uh, very quickly. So you have Atlanta, New Orleans, one skin. Atlanta's defense is bad. Okay. They've had a couple great games the last few weeks where they stood up on defense and all that, but their backs is just being a bad defense. It was kind of a boring game to watch, but you had three, this coup fella, okay, this coup fella from Atlanta, three straight onside kicks. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and, okay, one of them didn't count because of a penalty, but still, you, you have one chance to get one onside kick, maybe, he had three, and he essentially made all three of those kicks. That's crazy. This guy, this guy, yeah, this guy is good. This cool fella for Atlanta is good, but hey, it's Drew Brees. It's Drew Brees. Uh, yeah. Um, Chicago and Detroit, fast starts for both teams, 75-yard pass. First play for Detroit uh, to get a touchdown. Detroit should not have lost that game. They were ahead. They were ahead. They were ahead. And Mitchell Trubisky willed Chicago to that win up in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. But the Lions should not have lost that game. They should have lost half the games that they lost this year. But I've said that for weeks now. Uh, Like I said, the Los Angeles Rams in Arizona. The Rams, they they are looking good. I'm not saying that they're going to get into the playoffs, but they they are looking good. I mean, Jerry Goff looked good. Doug Gurley looked good. I mean, they look good again. And Kyler Murray was mugged five sacks in that game again i have said this since week one the guy is great kyler murray is the future of quarterbacking up in phoenix up in glendale but he's small and he just looks small and it's kind of scaring people if you're if you're a Cardinals fan. Uh, Indianapolis and Tennessee and Venturi also is done. All right, uh, quick break. I'm going to do the playoffs coming up, and so don't go anywhere. All right, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. We are back, and as promised, we are uh, 
going into the NBA, NHL, and college football playoff standings as they are of uh, right now. So, in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference, if the playoffs were to happen right now, you've got your number one seed, Milwaukee, number two, the defending NBA champion, Toronto Raptors, two, Miami Heat, three, and the Boston Celtics is your fourth seed, and bringing up the rear is the New York Knicks, four, and 16. Out west, your top four seeds, the Lakers, they are just world beaters this year. They are 17 and 3. Clear what your number one seed. Number two seed, the Denver Nuggets. Three is the Los Angeles Clippers. And four are the Dallas Mavericks. And bringing up the rear are the Golden State Warriors. I still can't believe I'm saying that. Basically, a quarter of the season down, and they are four and seventeen. If you would have told me that even six weeks ago, I would have said you are crazy. But that's what happens when you let go of Kevin Durant. Steph Curry is out with a broken hand. It's just, it's just a mess. So there is your NBA standings coming in uh, now. The uh, NHL standings are coming up. So in the Eastern Conference, you've got Carolina, your number one seed, Pittsburgh, number two, the Rangers, number three, and Buffalo, four. And at the bottom of the pile is Detroit in the East. Now, out here in the West, Dallas, your number one seed, Vancouver, second seed, the Vegas Golden Knights, three, and Calgary is four. And the Los Angeles Kings are at the bottom of the pile in the West. So that is that. Now we are going to the uh, college football rankings. So, the college uh, football playoff rankings are as follows. Now, this is with the rankings coming out again tomorrow night. Uh, So, things will probably shift. And if you can believe, the college football playoffs will be set. The Bulls will be announced on Sunday night. So, 
yeah, that's pretty crazy. But, so this was, according to last week's poll again, tomorrow will be the final poll of the year. You got Appalachian State 25, Virginia Tech, who uh, had a heck of a game against Virginia. 24, Iowa State 23, USC 22, Oklahoma State 21, Boise State 20, Cincinnati 19, Memphis 18. They had a heck of a game over the weekend. Iowa uh, 17, Notre Dame 16, Auburn, who, I mean, you want to talk about the game of the year in college football? It was the Iron Bowl. You watched the Iron Bowl. It was back and forth. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible to watch. I watched basically that whole second half. It was it was incredible to, to watch the back and forth uh, between Auburn and Alabama. Uh, so, Auburn is 15. Four now. 14 is Oregon. 13 is Michigan. But they're probably going to drop because they just got pummeled by... Ohio State. 12 is Wisconsin. They won the Paul Bunyan Axe against Minnesota. Florida, 11. Penn State, 10. Baylor, 9. Minnesota, 8. But again, they will probably drop. Oklahoma, 7. Utah, 6. As of right now... Outbound five, but they're probably going to drop. And then your top four, Georgia. Four to three is Clemson. Two is LSU. And number one is Ohio State. So that is your playoff picture for this week. Uh, So we will come back. I've got a really disturbing story from the world of wrestling in the long snap, and then some thoughts about the uh, Survivor Series weekend and Starcade in our final segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And uh, in this week's long snap, this is the segment where I take a story from the week in sports or in wrestling and I go in depth long form and uh, share with you the story and give you some of my thoughts. So uh, now various media outlets uh, mention this but I'm picking the boys from Cultaholic across the pond for this next story. It's, It's really disturbing giving Given what we are going through in in our uh, culture, our history, all that in 2019, especially with women and women's rights, it's really disturbing. And so this is from uh, Aiden Gibbons. Uh, article actually just posted today. Uh, the main event of the Wrestlecade Super Show on November 30th was four women, four, 
let me try again, a four-way match between Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, Young, and Jordan Grace. Now, I've seen Rosemary. She's amazing. Young, oh, good Lord. <laughs> she, she is scary. Good heavens. She's scary. However, according to Jordan Grace, while competitors were preparing backstage, former ECW star The Sandman told them that women main inventing a wrestling show was wrong and that any male wrestler with any sport or me any sort of experience would agree. Now let me just let me just read that again for for a fact. Quote any male wrestler with any sort of experience would agree that women main eventing a wrestling show was wrong. <sighs> okay. Now if you are of my basic uh, age range, I'm I'm 40. But I and so I've seen, I've seen a lot of wrestling. Oh my goodness, I have seen wrestling for 35 ish years and I I so I I've seen a lot of wrestling. Uh no disrespect towards the Sandman because I know that he was in ECW and I I'm still trying to catch up on ECW because I wasn't really into ECW back in the day. Because, uh, well, frankly, I didn't really get ECW in the first place. Um, so I only heard about ECW. And what I've, what I've seen from ECW, I, I love ECW. But what has the Sandman done in the last 25 years? I know that's a bit of a dig, but what has he done over the last 25 years? Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. So, this Jordan Grace tweeted, quote, Hey, remember that time that Sandman came up to four women about <clears throat> to main event and to tell us that women main eventing is wrong? The email wrestler would agree with that sort of experience, or with any sort of experience would agree? Uh was this in 1998? Uh, nope, it was tonight. December 2019. Uh, following the incident, several wrestlers have voiced their displeasure at the comment, including AEW World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho, who tweeted, I don't agree. New Japan uh, star Will Ospreay. Also tweeted support for Grace, adding, "Really, most of the women wrestlers are pull uh, are pull off more um, innovating, saying stuff than ever before. Can't tell you the amount of times I go watch a startup match and want to retire because the matches are big bold capital letters insane." Let's not interfere with progress. Everyone keep killing it. That's from 
Uh, that's from Will Ospreay. Look, I I'm really upset that we have to keep having this conversation in 2019. Look, let me take you back in time 25-ish years ago to Wonder Blaze and Bull Nakano. They were the two that really were keeping women's wrestling alive. Vince McMahon, according to Medusa, Alunder Blaze, wanted women's wrestling. Wanted to... Highlight women's wrestling. But it became financially not viable because it was just her and Bull Nakano. And that was pretty much the extent of the women's division 25 years ago. 20 years ago, it was essentially uh, Trish Stratus and Lita that were your women's division. And then it kind of fell by the wayside again. And, you know, then there was, of course, the Attitude Era wearing brawn panties and sometimes less than that and wearing bikinis and sometimes less than that. But, thankfully, you had people like Natty Hurt Wilson you had the Bella Twins. You have the Four Horse Women of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Beth Phoenix. Basically, rekindled women's wrestling. But the one woman, and again, all those women, all of them. All of them got people back to loving women's wrestling. And the women far outpaced the men in a lot of respects now. Good heavens. If you if you say, hey, do you want to watch Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch? I'm like, yes, please. Because they will beat the snot out of each other. They will just tear that house down, build it back up, tear it down again. I mean, that is how incredible those two women are. But what happens now is, uh, you know, people can talk about all these women. Again, they all have contributed to the mosaic that is women's wrestling now. And women are killing it. But the one woman, the one woman that WWE, for some odd reason, cannot or will not bring themselves to mention is AJ Lee. Who's AJ Lee? Oh, only the wife of CM Punk. So... Yeah, I can see why WWE doesn't want to give credit where credit is due. AJ Lee said, no, I am not pulling hair 
I am not rolling around in mud. I am not going to be in, you know, a bikini. I'm not going to be in a bra and panties match. She actually forced the women to get better and quick. Because she was like, I am not. I, I, I'm actually wrestling here. You you girls need to actually get better. So we can talk about the Bellas. We can talk about Beth Phoenix. We can talk about Natty, Nate Hart Wilson. We can talk about all these other women. We can talk about the four horse, uh, four horse women. We can talk about the four horse women of MMA coming in and doing their thing in uh, NXT. We can talk about all these women... But it was AJ Lee that got the women's revolution and then evolution started. So, (laughs) WWE, do you need everybody else a favor and acknowledge the greatness of AJ Lee? She was the one that said no. I am not eye candy. I am not going to be in a brawn panties match. I'm not going to be you know just you know uh, just a tussle where we're just pulling at each other's hair. We're not doing any of that. I am going. I am doing this. So anyway. All right. Well, that's this week's long snap. One final segment. It's going to be the WWE review of Survivor Series weekend of Starcade last night. Starcade. Hey, if I can borrow a phrase from Fight Club, the first rule of Starcade is you don't talk about Starcade. It was not. Great. So, for you, it's going to be for no time between segments. For me, it's going to take a little bit of time to get set up. All right. I will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one final segment for this week's show. Thank you so much for being here. Before we get into WWE. I just wanted to say a very special thank you to everybody that's been listening to me. I post every week on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. So if you have seen those links that I post, uh, you have heard the show. You can also listen to me on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Radio.com. Anywhere you can find podcasts, people. Trust me, I have looked. Search for The Russell Wortham Show. If you like what you hear, get back to me. Uh, You can tweet at me, at Rusty Wortham. You can get at me. Uh, on email rwortham at highmail.com any way you can get back to me let me know hey you're doing a good job or hey maybe you can work on this I'm always looking to get better because as I've said several times 
I do this for two reasons. One, because I enjoy it, slash mental health. But two, I want a job. I want a job in the radio business. I am willing to... I'm I'm willing to work. (laughs) Give me a job. Give me a chance in the radio business. I will do my very best for your listeners. So, those are the two reasons. Alright, so, that bit aside, let's go very quickly into this final segment. So, last weekend was... Survivor Series weekend on Saturday, you had NXT TakeOver War Games. You had uh, the Dark Match in the pre-show, Angel Garza defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott. Didn't really see that, but then you had... Uh, Team Ripley, which was Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai defeating Team Baszler, Shane Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kay Lee Ray. This was a heck of a match. This was the first women's war games match. I could have sworn that they had one last year, but this year was the first one, and they tore it down. Good Lord. Uh, if you saw the match, you you know that uh, Dakota Kai turned heel, attacked Tegan Knox. So it was essentially a four and two match with Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae. Rhea Ripley wins the match for her team. She's a freak. And I mean that in a good way. She is a freak. Good Lord. Uh, Pete Dunn defeating Damian Priest and Killian Dane. Uh, triple threat to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship that was uh, defended the next night by Adam Cole at Survivor Series. Uh, Finn Bauer beating Matt Riddle. Uh yeah, it was it was it was a great match. I'm not really sure why they're having Matt Riddle job out so much as of late, but he's still a heck of a wrestler. And then finally, you had Team Champa, which was Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee, Dominic, uh, Dijakovic, and. Their surprise of Kevin Owens defeating the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. This was a heck of a match. And that ending, just just, just watch the ending. It was scary, but yeah, it it was pretty is pretty definitive. Now, I wasn't sure who that fourth person was going to be. Uh, I I thought that it was going to be CM Punk because it was in Chicago. But, um, yeah, it turned out that it was not CM Punk. So you have 
<clears throat> the uh, Survivor Series the next night. So uh, the uh, dark matches, you had three dark matches. You had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode um, last, uh, won by last eliminating the Street Profits um, in the 10-team interbrand tag team battle royal. Didn't really see that match. Um, Leo Rush defeating Akira Tozawa and Kalisto uh, for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I mean, Leo Rush, I mean, yeah, he, he got into trouble earlier in the year with his social media posts. But dang, this guy can go. This guy is good. He really can go. And Kira Tozawa, I mean, I'm afraid that he's kind of, kind of like some of these other Japanese wrestlers that WWE doesn't really know what to do with. So, I I, I don't know. Um, and Kalisto, yeah. Uh, Viking Raiders defeating the New Day uh, and the Undisputed Era um, in the uh, Champions Triple Threat Tag Team Match. I was kind of surprised the Viking Raiders were going to win this thing. I wasn't sure about the New Day, but Viking Raiders, yeah, I thought it was going to be the Undisputed Era, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty incredible. Uh, <clears throat> next up on the uh, main portion of the show, you had Team NXT with Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm defeating Charlotte Flair, Natty Nader Wilson, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Sarah Logan from uh, Team Raw and Team SmackDown was Sasha Banks, Carmella. Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. I mean, oh my gosh. The one thing that I didn't really like about this particular match, though, was that the fans wanted Yoshirai versus Asuka. I wanted Yoshirai versus Asuka, but they're both heels and so... I mean, you can you can parse whether or not Oscar's Roy heel or not, but um, yeah, absolutely, just yeah, they 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 were absolutely amazing at what they what they did. Uh, and Rhea Ripley, I mean, my gosh, two wins in two nights—that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, next up, Roger uh, Strong defeats <clears throat> AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura in the Champions Triple Threat match. The secondary titles. And this was an indie wrestling fan's wet dream. I know that sounds a tad crude, but I mean, think about it. Roderick Strong was Ring of Honor 
for years. He was the backbone of Ring of Honor for years. AJ Styles, backbone of Impact for years. And Shinsuke Nakamura, <clears throat> backbone of New Japan for years. Alongside Sami Zayn, who also was in Ring of Honor. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. That was incredible. It was a great match. And just go back and watch it. It was a great match. Uh, Adam Cole beats Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeating Daniel Bryan. I kind of figured that Daniel Bryan was going to lose this match. They tried to bring up, well, you know, Daniel Bryan tried to summon up the Yes Movement, and, uh, you know, the Yes Movement couldn't carry him over the finish line. Just like, stop, 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 stop. It's, come on, really? Um, and then, finally, uh, last uh, three matches were uh, the uh, men's match, Team uh, SmackDown. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, Mustafa Ali. And they're calling him Mustafa Ali again. Which, I might pick a name. <laughs> but Mustafa Ali and Shuri G defeating Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet, and Team NXT, Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter. Uh... Absolutely, you know, fantastic match. The one person that I was so impressed by, your your MVP of Survivor Series weekend, uh, was and is Keith Lee. If you haven't seen Keith Lee, go watch Keith Lee. The guy, the guy is a bull. The guy is a bull. He just. I mean, he does stuff that you. I mean, he he is a bigger guy, okay, but he does stuff that bigger guys shouldn't theoretically be able to do, and I mean, absolutely just amazing, Keith Lee. He it was down to him and Roman Reigns. He took Roman Reigns to the absolute limit. And, uh, yeah, Keith Lee, he's a star, okay? He's a star, flat out. Uh, right. Uh, Brock Lesnar being Rey Mysterio. I was thinking, since there's no holds barred, and Dominic got involved, and I thought that Brock Lesnar was going to finally lose. N- no, but nice consolation prize. Ray, last Monday, beats AJ Styles for the United States Championship. So, there's that. Uh, and finally, Shane Baszler beating... Um, Becky Lynch and Bailey in the women's triple threat championship match. 
And so there is your Survivor Series weekend. Next up and finally for this week is Starcade. Like I said, the less that is um, talked about Starcade, the better. Um, it was apparently sparsely uh, populated. Um, I don't know how many fans were at the Infinite Energy Arena in Duluth, Georgia, <clears throat> Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was not good. Um, bunch of dark matches that really I think should have been in there. I mean, Seth Rollins being Eric Rowan, I oh. I would have loved to have seen Shinsuke versus The Miz. Yes, freaking please. Okay. Uh, the Street Profits versus uh, The O.C. That was an impromptu match. Mm, yeah. The Kabuki Warriors beating uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, Bailey and Sasha Banks, and... Lexa Bliss and Nikki Cross by uh, submission. So there is that. Bobby Lashley defeating Rusa by forfeit. That storyline has got to go. It's it's just yeah, it's got to go. But then uh, Bobby Lashley uh, defeated uh, Kevin Owens by disqualification because Rusev came in. And interfered in that match. <clears throat> um, Alistair Black defeating Andrade. Ricochet defeating Andrade. And I'm like, have they just fallen on Andrade? I, I don't quite understand that. Randy Orton defeating AJ Styles. Oh, freaking yeah. That would have been just one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. And they didn't even allow that that to even be um, produced. That was a dark match. I mean, that that was a dark match, people. Good Lord. I, oh, my gosh. Uh, Roman Reigns defeating King Corbin. And The Fiend defeating Bray Wyatt. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be that would be that would be interesting. The fiend defeating himself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt defeating Braun Strowman. Yet another championship match that Braun Strowman couldn't win. Look, if Devontae w- uh, Wilder uh, beats. Uh, Tyson Fury coming up in February. And look, Tyson Fury looked good in in the ring. I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, it, it was pretty rudimentary uh, wrestling skills. But he, he actually... He looked better than Floyd Money... Uh, Floyd 
uh, Money Mayweather Jr. He looked better than him. Jerzak looked better than Mike Tyson. He looked Tyson Fury looked good. Look, I am not really thrilled about his stances, you know, on social media and all of that. But hey, as an athlete, yeah, I game recognizes game. Tyson Fury looks good in the WWE ring. And if he's going to be facing Wilder in February, if he loses, could that lead to a tag team of Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman coming up at WrestleMania in Tampa? I don't know. I don't know. But it's like they say, never say never. Right. So that is your show for the week. Thank you so very much. Again, listen to me anywhere you can find podcasts. I will be. I promise it it won't be uh, regular Friday this week. But I will be back next Friday for the regular time slot. Of the Russell Wortham Show. And just like the Beatles sang all those very many years ago. Love is all you need. I will see you guys next week.